a lot of the unlearning is coming back into the pockets of you and asking yourself, where did I get this belief? Is it mine or is it not mine? So at the end of the day, the main concept here is, is it mine or is it not mine? How do I continuously come back to my highest self? How do I continuously come back to me and over and over and over and over again, how can I commit to this place and space? How can I allow myself to feel all of the things that I need to feel in order to allow myself to raise my vibration? Because I deserve to rise and I deserve to fly free from that, which holds me back from my own evolution. So when we can allow ourselves to see exactly who we are in the mirror in this moment and meet that person with love and give that person what they need, we then allow ourselves to meet ourselves with unconditional love, which dissolves any discomfort, any deep feelings, any deep emotions, and dissolves these shadow sides of us and shines light into those shadows. And we realize that like, okay, the shadow essence is really just it's here to bring me back to myself. It's a guiding force to bring me back to myself so that I can then move forward in the next season of my life to continue my spiritual growth, to continue my evolution as a human being. But we have to be willing to get real with ourselves in the meantime. We have to be willing to allow ourselves to go there, to heal and to feel and to not judge ourselves for whatever the fuck we need in this moment, because we can know that and be sure, be comforted by the fact that everything is fucking impermanent. Everything that we are feeling in this moment is impermanent. It will pass. Hello, my loves. And before we get started with today's podcast episode, I just want to share with each and every one of you that this is definitely the most vulnerable, open um, podcast episode I have shared so far. And to be completely honest, I debated recording a different one. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let each and every one of you see me, witness me in my messiness. This is definitely spoken from a lot of the time of this podcast. You will notice it is from an emotional place. And because I really am in a stage of deeply moving through the shadows and I love and accept and hold myself through that. So I am inviting each and every one of you to not only open your hearts up to receive me through this episode, but to also open your own hearts up and to allow this to be an invitation for you to look inwards and see and feel the different pockets of your soul and of your being that are really needing um, to be seen, number one, to be heard and acknowledged and expressed and loved. All right. So I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here and let's do the damn thing. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Bad Witches Only. I am your host, Allie Schlenner. We meet once again in this really fun container. So yeah, if you don't know who I am, I am an intuitive life coach and an energy healer and Today, I'm in a rolly chair, so I get to just party it out with you all by rolling around, moving and grooving, and letting my <laughs> freak flag fly in this chair. All right, so who's down to talk about shadow work? Who's down to talk about the fucking dark night of the soul? Who is down to talk about 
moving through the different parts of spiritual awakening, the different levels of expansion and really how shadow work is the thing that allows us to expand and shadow work. Hmm. (laughs) I just figured I would shoot the show with you guys today about this topic. I didn't do any like formal preparation or anything because I find that every time I do formal preparation, I end up just letting the flow go (laughs) and never using it. So what shadow work is, is really leaning in from my understanding of it. And this is what I want to preface with as well before this episode is what I share is through my understanding of these concepts, of these topics, of this experience. It's not um, fact or fiction. It is human perception. It is human truth. And we all hold our own individual truths that coexist in the same like universe. So our own perception of reality is inherently influenced by the lens that we have on life. So everything that I share is through my perspective. Everything that I share is through my lens is through my own human experience. And I think that's part of the gift of sharing openly and vulnerably and um, sharing our human experience is that gift of connection and that gift of understanding how things might work or how things may be viewed differently by another human. Because, you know, there's this line in A Course in Miracles that says, I choose to see things differently. And I share this in my podcast episode with Chantel as well, but that line really changed so much for me when I allowed myself to see things differently constantly and outside from the lens that I had on every current moment and just open my mind up to be open to receiving things from a different perspective. So much shifted for me. So I invite each and every one of us to listen, not only with our minds, but to listen with our hearts to what every person is sharing and saying, because that person's truth is their own experience. And we have so much to learn from other people's truths, right? Because inherently they're going to be different than our own because they're experienced through the lens that that person has. So it was a long-winded introduction to to me saying that this is my own experience of shadow work and what it means. So what shadow work means to me and what our shadows are, they are the pockets of our souls and this could be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. It's the pockets within us that we hide from the world, that um, there is deep conditioning surrounding in terms of we, quote unquote, should feel shame for experiencing the world in this way. And it's, it's literally what I view it as spiritually is a pocket of a shadow. A shadow is in a pocket in your soul body, in your energy body, in one place or another due to whatever meaning you are creating in your mind surrounding this element. So it could be a characteristic that in the shadow work surrounding the characteristic would be, okay, I have to work through why I hate this about myself so much, or I have to work through why this is so painful for me in this moment and what stories I am telling myself about these things, because it's really the shadow work is 
unpacking the meaning that we create surrounding our shadows. It is unpacking the stories that we tell ourselves about, um, about who we are, about what we've learned, about what we're here to do. And it's unpacking the things. This is what it like. It really truly means to me. It's unpacking the things that hold us back in, in life and that hold us back from our own expansion and evolution as human beings. And when it comes to any type of spiritual work or spiritual evolution, so much of what we are doing to allow ourselves to expand and to allow ourselves to up level and to allow ourselves to manifest and to allow ourselves to raise our vibration is letting go of that which doesn't serve us anymore. And it's getting real about the blockages and the stagnancies in our energy body. And it's getting real with the thoughts that we have about ourselves that really hold us back from living fulfilling lives. And this work is not pre- pleasant. This is definitely not like a pleasant time in <laughs> in the world. It's not going through a dark night of the soul. It's painful. It pushes you to your edges. It pushes you to your limits. It pushes you to take care of yourself in new ways. It pushes you to feel open and exposed and vulnerable and to not necessarily understand why you're feeling so much. It pushes you over and over and over again and gives you the opportunity to lean into love and to it pushes you to grow in ways, whatever way it is that you need to grow in this moment. And I share about this topic right now because I am navigating a shadow work period, um, a fucking dark night of the soul. (laughs) And it's not fun. It's not pleasant. It's not like this isn't where the joy is at. And what do I do all the time? I talk about joy because I love joy so much because joy is it. Joy is like the land of love and and fun and and it's what we all deserve in each and every moment. But a huge part of allowing ourselves to feel that joy is to do the shadow work because it's what holds us back 99.999% of the time that we actually have to work on. And people often ask me, like, how do I find my purpose? How do I connect to my intuition? How do I manifest things? How do I raise my vibration? How do I do XYZ? And the answer is always the same. I'm realizing so much so deeply that what we have to do is we have to figure out what's not not ours in order to allow ourselves to find what is ours. And we have to see what holds us back from connecting to our intuition. And we have to see what holds us back from connecting to our purpose. And we have to see what holds us back from manifesting and, or we have to see what holds us back from raising our vibration in order to get to any of these places and spaces. and of that next level of evolution of that next level of expansion and healing and spirituality and the spiritual path and all of this stuff and just expanding as a human being this healing path is not linear every single time we level up we go through another phase of holy shit i have to get real now at this level about what holds me back and i swear I swear to goodness gracious that the key to expansion is allowing yourself to do the shadow work. It's your willingness to commit to yourself through the shadows. It's your willingness to show up for yourself no matter how hard it gets. And the harder it gets, it's the willingness to show up even more. And when you make that commitment to yourself and when you do it over and over and over and over and over again, that's where the expansion comes in. But 
we think and we assume that, oh my gosh, okay, I just received this huge thing, whether it's like, oh, I received a check or I received a um the something that I've all that I have been manifesting for so long. I bought my dream car. I um something that we receive externally, whether it's a job promotion or I got this relationship. And at the end of the day, often what happens is we're still sitting with ourselves. Right. And we're like, oh my gosh, well, I got this thing, but like, I don't feel any different. And, or yeah, like I received this external XYZ, but I don't feel any different on the inside. And it's that work that allows us to be in the frequency of actually receiving and holding onto the, and to holding onto the thing, because we, to receive something is one thing to hold onto it is another thing. And that requires the next level of shedding and letting go and being real with ourselves and being like, okay, what the fuck holds me back in this moment? What holds me back in this moment? What blocks my energy? And sometimes we don't know the answer right away. We're not going to just be like, oh, ask myself this one question. And all of a sudden (laughs) the fucking like doors open, everything opens up for me and I'm a okay. A lot of the time, as we peel back the layers along this journey, we're like presented with random things and feelings and experiences and traumas that come out of the fucking woodwork. And I was like, and we're like, holy shit, I thought that I dealt with this. And oftentimes along this healing journey, things surface to us at the exact time that we're ready to heal them. And the the more that we allow ourselves to get comfortable in our healing process, the more things will come in, um, at like quote unquote, higher versions of ourselves, because that is the version of ourselves that can hold the healing for this trauma or for this experience or for this feeling that is seemingly random, is seemingly out of the blue is seemingly really fucking inconvenient because we were just, you know, on our high flying disc, as Abraham Hicks liked to say, and we were just living a happy life, you know, attracting all these good things. And then all of a sudden we're fucking like smacked in the face with this random experience that came out of fucking nowhere. And it's painful and it's uncomfortable. And even just sharing this topic with you all, I will be completely honest. I feel so much discomfort in my physical body talking about this. I feel discomfort in my solar plexus. I feel like there's some, like there's a knot turning inside of me where I want to vomit. I want to like crawl out of my skin and it's uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. And to be in this period of shadow work or being in a dark night of the soul is a time to be still with ourselves. And the dark night of the soul is a term that is used along the spiritual awakening, whoops, um, as the spiritual awakening path and stages. And it's a time where Eckhart Tolle um, describes it to be a loss of meaningless, a meaningfulness where we're searching for meaning again. And we're really just like lost. And I don't necessarily, that doesn't resonate so much with me, but what 
I can, I can understand how that it would be perceived in that way, but what resonates and what feels true for me is the stage of the dark night of the soul is still the sensation of like being quote unquote lost, but not necessarily a loss from meaning, but a loss from our connection to ourselves where it's like, okay, we have to kind of hibernate and move inward and really lean into our practices and really take care of ourselves and really separate our energy from the world to find out what is mine and what is not mine, what is mine and what is not mine. And that process is, um, it's another stage of our spiritual evolution where we have to come home to ourselves. And when we are on this journey of spirituality and of healing, it's like, Oh, you know, we've done so much work on ourselves. (laughs) It's like literally healing is a full-time job. Uh, when people ask me what I do, I'm just going to be like, I heal myself and it makes me a good guide for others to heal themselves. But like, all I do really is I heal myself and I'm a really good, I can say this confidently. I'm a really good self healer. And it's true. Like being a good self healer is what allows you to be a good guide for others to heal, heal themselves. But like, I would never say that I am a healer of anybody else besides myself. Like I am a guide for them to heal themselves. I don't heal anybody else. They heal themselves. I guide them there. <laughs> like we all have free will. We have the decision to, we have the the choice to be able to heal ourselves or not. And like, I can't force somebody's energy body to heal themselves. It's a matter of free will. It's a matter of making the decision and the commitment to, to healing. Um, So anywho, it's, it's like healing is literally a full-time job. That is what I do. If anybody's wondering why I'm off the grid for the time being, it's because I'm healing. And as I said, it's a time where we move inward and we really have to separate ourselves from the energy of the world around us so that we can tune into our own energy and feel, okay, where, you know, and it's also, it feels similar to like codependency, but it's more like an energetic fluidity, um, where we have to figure out where our energy stops and where somebody else's energy begins or where our energy stops and where the people around us or the world around us, the environment around us, um, where their energy begins, because every single time we have to come back to ourselves in order for us to create that forward momentum, to be able to take those steps forwards. And the dark night of the soul is really this time to pause, to move inwards and to stop the forward momentum, to come back in touch with ourselves, to be aware of, okay, now I, so that we can feel confident again when we are moving forwards, but we have to know what the hell is happening with us from the inside out. Because if we're constantly being, if our energy is constantly being penetrated by the external world around us. And it's being influenced so easily by the external world around us. We know, okay, that is a clear sign that it's time for us to move inwards. And as you all know, or some of you probably know, I'm taking a social media detox at the moment. And 
that is because I have been so called to move inwards and to refigure out, okay, where does Allie's energy need a little extra love and care and compassion and to come home to all that I am and to be unafraid to create the space for myself to process everything that I'm experiencing, to pull back all of the layers and to just come home to my highest self. Because when we get into a habit of doing something, of living in a certain way, it can really dictate the way that we show up in the world, right? Like, and that habit rules our, our discernment or the habit takes precedence over our discernment and it becomes unconscious. The decisions that we make for ourselves become unconscious. And when it comes to social media as a business owner, there is that necessity almost to, um, post XYZ times and work with the algorithm, as I talked about in my last episode, but it becomes mindless. And when you are in a dark night of the soul, like you really got to get in touch with what is how to bring consciousness into every single action that you do. And oftentimes that means creating very strict boundaries for yourself, whether that is with social media, whether that is with other people, um, whether that is with uh, yourself, whether that is with your commitment to yourself, whether that is with how often you are willing to show up in certain spaces, whether that is uh, surrounding, like for me, I can't go into... I mean, y'all know I, I don't drink, but, um, I'm sober curious and I can't go into bars at the moment. I used to go salsa dancing all the time. And at the moment I just, I can't (laughs) like that is an energetic boundary. I cannot be around that many people. I can't be that close to that many people because my energy feels open and raw and vulnerable. And when we're doing a lot of the deep work, we really are opening ourselves up energetically and we're going into the pockets of our being that have been scared. These are the parts of us. Oh my gosh. These are the parts of us that have been so scared to take up space, to express themselves, to be present inside of us. These are the part of us, the parts of us that have been shamed for existing. And I'll share something that came through for me personally. Um, over the past few weeks, what I've realized is that I have really suppressed my ability and like my willingness to show up as cranky or grumpy or upset or like angry. Um, and just, yeah, that part of me is something that I haven't allowed to shine through and through the past few weeks, I've realized, holy shit, I have completely suppressed an entire voice inside of me, an entire part of me. And this is something that I've suppressed from a young age and not like no shade to, to young Allie or to the beautiful people, the amazing people who raised me. But I learned very young that I received validation and acceptance from showing up in the world with a smile and being strong and being a support system and having that like unwavering commitment to, to show up in that way. 
And I could always just snap into it. And it was like, what about the grumpy crying little girl who, who never felt like she could fully express her emotions. And I think back and I, I feel sad. I feel emotional in this moment to share this with you. But like, I think back at the times where I, and this isn't something that people outwardly taught me. It's something that I learned myself. And a lot of the time it's personally, it's a lot of the pressure that I put on myself as well. But like, I think of the version of me where I would just cry alone in my room and hope that nobody would hear me. And I never wanted to like make noise or make ripples or um, take up space. I always just wanted to be accommodating. And I always wanted to be the person who would hold from like the age of four years old, like be a support system for my older sister and be a support system for my, and I think about like when my older sister got a shot, I always just wanted to like hold her hand and make it better. But I was that little girl who just wanted to take away everybody else's pain. And I always felt so guilty for having any pain of my own or experiencing life in a way that didn't feel acceptable um, fully. And those are stories I created for myself, right? I mean, I'm here in front of you now crying <laughs> and sharing some of these, some of the the stuff I've been reflecting on. And, and it's also this like cranky side of me, this, this cranky, angry, annoyed side that's not quote unquote pleasant. I've always been um, known to be like pleasant. I mean, some people are probably listening to this and they're like, Allie, you're not always pleasant. <laughs> it's true. I'm not. And, but I have always tried to like carry the, the characteristic of being a pleasant person and being a people pleaser. So uh, being a cranky little person who's annoyed at different times. And to be completely honest, I'm had a moment with my therapist where I was just like, I was trying to rationalize. I know that I'm doing all of the, (laughs) this, this beautiful work for myself and it's great. It's just taking up my whole life. This healing thing takes so much time. Holy shit. Um, but I really, like, I was trying to find all of the positives and I was only speaking out loud, the positives. And he was like, Allie, you're allowed to be cranky about this. You're allowed to be annoyed about this. You're allowed to um, have a, a moment of annoyance for how much work you are doing and how much space it is taking up in your life and how frustrating it is to feel such deep emotions and how inconvenient it is to have to go through this. Like you're allowed to be annoyed about that. And through the through the San Diego shindiggy, I really tried to look on the positive always. And I mean, I still am. I still have so much gratitude for this experience and it's beginning to make more sense um, as to why these things had happened. But like, I didn't ever let myself think, holy shit, this is annoying. It's annoying that I, and of course I'm not starting over. Like, 
There's never, uh, you don't start over when you have the tools to support you. And I'll talk a little bit more about that, but like, it has felt like a bit of annoyance and a bit of crankiness towards what I experienced in San Diego, because I am starting over in a way financially, I am starting over. I am starting completely over. I am starting over. And in so many different ways, mostly materialistically and like feeling a little extra open and feeling a little extra vulnerable after moving through such deep rebirth and allowing myself to process that and allowing myself to be like, this is fucking annoying. This is fucking annoying. Like I've worked extremely and that's that same belief, right? Like you have to work hard to to make money, but which is not a belief that I want to hold forever. I want to believe in the I am learning how to believe in the abundance of the universe. You don't have to work hard to make money. You can just be yourself and make the fucking money, honey. But like, there's a part of me that's like, holy shit, I've worked so hard in my life. And there have been times where it was just easy. There have been times where it was just easy. And it feels like I've really gone through hell (laughs) recently. And it's been tiring to just take care of myself through it all. and. And I haven't like often been allowed myself to ask the questions of like, Ooh, sorry, y'all of like universe. I'm a really good person. I have so much love to give and I try to give that love to everybody because I know what it feels like to, to feel void of love and to feel undeserving. And I trust that the universe will give back to me in divine timing. And there are also these times where it's just like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve like uh, difficulties in life? And I can trust that it's all happening for a reason. I can trust that it's all unfolding exactly as it's meant to. And also there are times where it's just fucking hard to be human. It's fucking hard to spend all day meditating and doing breath work and and journaling and trying to understand um, and trying to bring out my soul self. And I know she's in here and I know she's in here and I know she doesn't ever leave me. And sometimes it's like, there are all of these emotions and feelings. And there's all of this conditioning that I feel in this moment, um, sometimes separates me from my highest self and the permission to be able to feel these things is what, and express these things and be imperfect and be messy is really what is a huge thing that like blocks me from allowing my highest self to come through. And as you can imagine, it's not always, um, it's not always easy choosing to commit to yourself and, ah, holy shit. Sorry. And see, like I, the, (laughs) the innate response is to apologize for having emotions. I'm not sorry that I have emotions. Motherfuckers. I am not sorry. Um, but thank you for receiving me in my heart uh, in this way. And yeah, it's about getting in touch with that, which blocks us from being in union with our highest self, from being in union with all that we are. 
and allowing ourselves to come back to trust every single day, even when it's really fucking hard. And there are days when it's really hard to come back to that sense of trust. There are days when it's really hard to um, commit to having our highest self be the one who leads the leads the way that drives the car because there's a lot of conditioning and there's a lot we have lived our entire lives learning that we have to show up in a certain way and every single time we get to a new level of evolution we have to learn how to operate from the world with that as our baseline which means that we have to learn how to let some other shit go And which means we have to look in the fucking mirror and say, what do I need? What is no longer in alignment with this version of me? What is no longer in alignment with this version of me? And often this is so sad and heartbreaking because that means honoring ourselves in new ways and that can shift relationships and that shifts our view of ourselves and that means that we have to be so damn grounded in our connection and our commitment to all that we are in order to arrive there. It means we have to have an unwavering amount of willpower to show up for ourselves each and every day to know that we deserve all of the love in the world and that we deserve to live this life. And We deserve to be able to look in the mirror and feel beautiful and expansive and lovey, lovey (laughs) dovey and loved and supported. And sometimes that means we have to look in the mirror and see ourselves for where we are in this moment and say, okay, let me hold you through this. Let me hold you through this in whatever way that you need and know that we are deserving to be held through that as well. That is a huge thing. Like sometimes we... We want to bypass what the hell is happening on the emotional level and just work with the spiritual. And we can do that. But when we do that, we leave parts of ourselves behind. We abandon parts of ourselves. We abandon these versions of ourselves that already felt abandoned. And what would happen if we allowed ourselves to fully integrate? What would happen if we allowed the little baby versions of ourselves to come through and to speak to us and say, this is what I need in this moment. I need to be acknowledged. I need to be heard. I need you to feel because you didn't let yourself feel for however long. And now, you know, in that moment, when, when these things happen, when we experience these um, traumas, either big T or little T, uh, trauma. So big T trauma is like a big event that we experience. That's traumatic. A little T trauma is these little moments that we experience in life that deeply wound us and stay with us, but are still considered, um, traumatic in psychology. So when, when we have these moments of trauma, big T or little T, and we don't let ourselves fully process and feel They live within us until we decide to allow ourselves to be present with those feelings. And sometimes we just have to let that flow through us and we have to support ourselves in in ways that we we wouldn't even have thought about. You know, I... (laughs) Y'all, I've been in my fucking apartment doing breath work and meditation like 
no other. And the other thing with these practices of cultivating stillness and choosing to commit to my highest self, it's like, there is no avoiding the things that I've avoided for so long. And, you know, I see myself as a very, as an old soul who knows how to navigate this world with love and compassion and wisdom 90% of the time. And the other 10% of the time is dedicated to learning how to show up for myself in this lifetime and to hold myself through what I've been through in this lifetime and to allow myself to be a wounded baby child in some moments, to allow myself to feel deeply, to allow myself to crack open. And it's not something that it's funny to try to put words to this because it's a feeling. It's a feeling of being open and raw and vulnerable and not always knowing why. And I don't always know why. I don't always know why. (laughs) Um, I don't always know why I feel all of these things. And some of it's mine and some of it's not mine, but if it lives within me, it's my responsibility to heal. And that's the other thing about being like empathetic and open. It's uh, uh, we can absorb other people's energies. We have to learn how to protect ourselves from that. But so I talked briefly about how my experiences in San Diego are beginning to make more sense. And I'll share with you how that is happening. So after I found um, the woman who had passed away uh, on my front porch in San Diego, I felt so much and I didn't know what to do with that, with all of those feelings. And so I created a very strict like structure for myself and how I took care of myself. And that looked like going to the gym every day for like three hours. I was just working out and working out and working out and moving my physical body because I had to release. I had stored so much in my physical body from that trauma that I just had to release it. And I was going to the sauna and I was going to the steam room and I was going to yoga and I was going salsa dancing and I was doing all of these things to move my body. Um, but I know like what was most beneficial to me was, was working out, was going to the gym. And a lot of times during my travels, I've been flexi Lexi about (laughs) going to the gym or not, or doing other type of exercise in the house. I always bring my yoga mat. So I'll do like body weight exercises and call it a day. But in this phase and stage where I am right now, I know that my body needs to be moved and grooved in new ways. So I got a gym membership. I got a membership to do workout classes. I got a yoga membership. And I'm doing all of these fucking things because I know that I need to move my body. And if I didn't have that structure in San Diego or like that model of behavior to understand in my body, what it felt like to take care of myself in that way, I wouldn't know what to do with myself right now. Like there are things that are coming up from past relationships there. They're like, 
there is so much that is moving and grooving within me and I'm having crazy fucking dreams. And I, there, I, I have, (laughs) there's so much happening and I'm trying to cultivate joy and I'm trying to cultivate that connection every single day. I choose and commit to come back home to my highest self. And a lot of the time when I sit down to do breath work or meditation, it's not quote unquote, the same as it has been in different at other stages and seasons of my life, because I am really deeply in my feelings right now. I'm deeply in my feeling body. And so these things that we experience, they have to come to the surface in order for them to dissolve. They have to come to the surface so that we can see them, observe them without judgment, without attachment to them, that we can fully allow ourselves to experience the feelings that we avoided in the past and to allow them to just float to the surface so that we can meet them with unconditional love. But we have to be able to allow them to rise within us and to allow ourselves to feel deeply in order to meet ourselves there. And that practice can look like whatever it must look like in your life. But All I'm saying is for me, it's felt very heavy and very emotional. And I've, I know I am like, this is, and this is so beautiful to say as well. The month of May was my biggest um, month that I had financially in business um, ever. And that is so beautiful to say out loud. And also a huge part of the shadow work is financial a huge part of this shadow work is looking at my views about money, how quote unquote hard you have to work to earn money and trusting the infinite like creativity of the universe to provide for me and knowing that I'm deserving, like knowing that I am so beautifully, beautifully (laughs) deserving of receiving money. And it's, uh, uh, something I am working through very, very, very deeply at this moment, especially as I have this like blank slate when it comes to finances after San Diego <laughs> wiped me clean. <laughs> and now I have the opportunity from this state and from this place to create whatever the hell I want, right? Like, Abraham Hicks say that when we have this clean slate, we don't have attachment to the things that we once had. And that opens us up to receive everything we could ever imagine. And oftentimes when we are attached to material things, it blocks us from receiving. And because we're so attached, because we're gripping to them energetically. And when we can just let go and allow ourselves to be clean um, channels for receiving, that's when the magic happens. And so I'm focusing so deeply on allowing myself to let go of, of what once was. And I mean, if you know me, you know that if you know me well, (laughs) you know that I, I really value stability. I mean, I travel a lot, but like I financial stability is something that I value so much because I know what it feels like to not have had that as in my experience in like childhood. And I know what that can bring up. And 
I know how painful that can be. I know it can cause problems in families and in relationship dynamics. And I have seen a lot of the shadow side. I've lived a lot of the shadow side of what it's like to not have money and the association with money and work and not working and um, or not having the energy to work and being uh, really like written off for that and devalued as human, like almost dehumanized for that. And that is something that I don't want to have as a part of my story anymore. And it doesn't make me love anybody who has taught me these, this conditioning any less. It just makes me realize, oh, that's not mine. Oh, that's not mine. And it, as we acknowledge, oh, that's not mine, but we see who it belongs to these relationships and our views of these relationships shift. And that can be the hard part. It's like when we let go of the conditioning that has been taught by people that we love and acknowledging, oh, okay, well, I love this person. I don't know if I want this relationship to change. We have such a beautiful relationship, but like this wasn't mine and this isn't mine. And it changes our view of ourselves and it changes our view of the other person a bit. So we have to find that balance of understanding and finding compassion and acknowledging as well, like my inner child is fucking angry. I don't want these beliefs. I don't want to have to do all of this work on all of these beliefs that I didn't create for myself. And obviously like my soul obviously this is obvious. <laughs> My soul chose to grow up in this way and to learn these lessons. And that is something that my soul has chosen for me. And also my human part of me is like, what the fuck? Like, this is so much work that was literally just given to me and it's annoying. It's frustrating. It's inconvenient. And I don't want to do it. <laughs> Uh, see, that's my inner child speaking. And like, now we let her fucking speak. We don't silence her. We say, okay, honey, you can speak up too. You can have a voice here. You're not going to drive the car, but you can have a voice. And so it's a matter of seeing these things through the eyes of love and finding compassion for yourself and for the other people involved and for like society as a fucking whole, because we are all just doing the damn best with what we know. And a lot of our parents' generation experience deep wounding um, themselves when it comes to finances, especially like um, if their parents lived through the, the Great Depression or the um, financial collapse of 2008 and how that may have affected our parents, like whatever it may be and our, ourselves are our, and um, like who we are. But there's also that shadow side of money that our parents have been taught that there's some, like, we can't talk about it and that it's shameful or that that association with shame and money that I also don't want to have an association with. I don't want that to be my story anymore. I don't want it to be shameful to talk about money. And that there's also with our parents' generation, the association with work ethic, like you got to work hard. And I think that as we grow as a culture, as a society, um, spiritually, we're unlearning some of these things, but a lot of the unlearning 
is shadow work. A lot of the unlearning is coming back into the pockets of you and asking yourself, where did I get this belief? Is it mine or is it not mine? So at the end of the day, the main concept here is, is it mine or is it not mine? How do I continuously come back to my highest self? How do I continuously come back to me and over and over and over and over again, how can I commit to this place and space? How can I allow myself to feel all of the things that I need to feel in order to allow myself to raise my vibration? Because I deserve to rise and I deserve to fly free from that, which holds me back from my own evolution. So when we can allow ourselves to see exactly who we are in the mirror in this moment and meet that person with love and give that person what they need, we then allow ourselves to meet ourselves with unconditional love, which dissolves any discomfort, any deep feelings, any deep emotions, and dissolves these shadow sides of us and shines light into those shadows. And we realize that like, okay, the shadow essence is really just it's here to bring me back to myself. It's a guiding force to bring me back to myself so that I can then move forward in the next season of my life to continue my spiritual growth, to continue my evolution as a human being. But we have to be willing to get real with ourselves in the meantime. We have to be willing to allow ourselves to go there, to heal and to feel and to not judge ourselves for whatever the fuck we need in this moment, because we can know that and be sure, be comforted by the fact that everything is fucking impermanent. Everything that we are feeling in this moment is impermanent. It will pass. It will pass. And to allow ourselves to be present with whatever the fuck we need now to allow ourselves to get to where the fuck we're going. And I know a lot of the work that I have to do at this moment is connected to money because I know that where I'm fucking going is, (laughs) is a life full of financial stability. And I can say that with such confidence and a sense of knowingness because in my life, one thing I have always known about myself is that I am very good with money, number one. And I am also very good at, I'm good at managing money. I'm good at making money. And I am extremely efficient in all that I do. all all that I do. There's nothing that I do where it's just like, oh, I dip a toe in. And then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of okay at this. Like, no, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be like one of the fucking best at it. And I'm going to tell you that right now, I'm going to be one of the fucking best at it. And I am not going to give up on that. And I know as I learned about spirituality that I am in such deep alignment with the energy of unconditional love. I am so on fire with my purpose. I am so connected to my service and I trust myself. I trust my highest self. I trust the divine life force energy within me and my union with God or source or divinity and the angels to guide me forwards. And I cannot fail. I cannot fail. And all of the stories where our minds come in and they tell us that X, Y, Z were a failure because of X, Y, Z and whatever it may be. That was a huge story with me surrounding San Diego was this idea of failure. And, oh, I failed because I didn't quote unquote, make it there. No shit. Like I was (laughs) no shit. I didn't make it there. And I was not going to push myself to stay, to be able to make it there. And that does not have to be defined as failure, but it is these stories that we tell ourselves in our minds, in our minds that create these, that cast the shadow on the insides of us. It is the stories. It is the, um, 
it, yeah, it's, it's the stories and the meaning that we create in our minds that cast the shadows and create our shadow sides that create our shadow work. And if we allow ourselves to go to the shadows, rewrite the narrative. And well, before we rewrite the narrative, when we go to the shadows, see them for what they are, and then allow ourselves to rewrite the narrative through the eyes of unconditional love. We allow those shadows to, to, to meet the light within us. And we realize that they're not separate from the light. We are the ones that cast the shadows on that part of ourselves because we were taught that there was shame surrounding that. We were taught that we were not good enough. We were taught that X, Y, Z, that we have to be small. We are taught that we can't show up in the world in a way that fully shines. We were taught that we have to be a certain version of ourselves to be loved. We were taught that love and acceptance comes before allowing ourselves to follow our purpose. We were taught that we are undeserving. We were taught that we are not enough and we're not. It's at, it's within our power to take back our fucking control over I don't like the word control to take back our, um, our sense of love for ourselves and acceptance of all parts of us. And that starts with allowing ourselves to see what the hell is happening on a soul level, to come back home to that highest self, to allow that highest self to drop in and say, I am here to meet you with love and I deserve that love. And it first starts with the understanding of, I deserve to feel peace. I deserve to feel love. And therefore I will stay committed to my path of showing up for myself, even when it's hard, even when I feel most undeserving, because when I feel most undeserving and I still show up for myself, I am teaching myself that I do indeed deserve all of the love in the world unconditionally unconditionally. When we show up for ourselves in our darkest moments, we are teaching ourselves that we deserve love unconditionally. And each and every one of us do. It is the world. It is society. It is every other thing in the world that has taught us from the outside in that we do not deserve love unconditionally. From the in, When we look inside, we only can see unconditional love. We only can see unconditional love. And That's why I'm so okay with sitting here and sharing my heart and wearing my heart on my sleeve for each and every one of you to see me because I see myself through the eyes of unconditional love. And I know that I am not alone. And I know that everything that I'm feeling, I'm feeling for a reason. And I trust myself to be able to hold these feelings. I trust myself to be able to navigate this time. And I trust myself to love each and every person who is in this experience with me and has shaped my subconscious beliefs about myself that has shaped and conditioned me to hold these beliefs. And I trust myself to love them too. And I invite you to cultivate that same sense of love, not only for yourself, but also for everyone else who is involved in this process with you, because just like you deserve compassion, so do they just like you deserve compassion. So do they. All right. So shadow work, the dark night of the soul life. <laughs> it's all fucking shadow work. Like, and I, it's funny because my, I'm constant, I'm currently like focused on the area of wealth and what I'm manifesting. I'm part of manifestation university by Rachel Gibbler and my area of focus is wealth. And I'm like, Holy shit, all of these things are coming up and it's literally just all shadow work. And she said that 
a few calls ago, a few live sessions ago. And I was like, holy fuck. It literally, that's literally what it is. Manifestation is just shadow work. And as is, this is what I'm teaching in Reiki as well. Like as we allow ourselves to align with the energy of Reiki, as we move through this course, it is deeply connected to our shadow work because as our vibration rises, we realize that we have to let go of that, which is not ours. And that, which is not ours is often we hold on to our shadows with dear life. We like hold on to them. We grip to them. We attach them. We're like, no, um, don't make me look here. And you know what? So much of this work is just looking inwards and seeing, okay, that's not mine. That's not mine. And our shadow work is that when we have shadows, oftentimes it's not ours. And we have to allow the voices within us to come to the surface and to allow us to experience each and every feeling to realize, oh, at the end, of the day, these feelings bring us back to ourselves. These feelings bring allowing ourselves to experience these feelings, bring us back to our highest self. And that is a beautiful part of the healing process to remember that no matter how deep we are in the shit, we are never separate from love. And that's what I want to leave you with today. All right. So thank you for tuning in shadow work, um, and dark night of the soul. I'm always here for you. I'm off of social media at the moment to protect this sweet baby energy body of mine. And I love you. All right. You can connect with me via email. My email is Allie at reclaimedalignment.com. I always love hearing from you. If you like what you are listening to, I invite you. <laughs> this this uh, episode was emotional and it was a roller coaster as hell. But like, if you like what I'm saying, <laughs> if you like the words that are coming out of my mouth, please leave me a review on Apple podcasts. Okay. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it as the podcast grows and so many more people are tuning in. Y'all we're fucking growing. Lots of people are tuning into this shit. They're here for it. All right. I love you all. Please leave me a review rate and review on Apple podcast. Allie Schlenner out.